Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey. This is Rick Allen. Rick Allen. Rick Allen. It's just Rick, Rick Allen. Just Rick. And they used to run my name together in football. Rick Allen. Rick Allen. Rick Allen. That's, that's how you get your 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 Allen thing, huh? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. So. So today we're doing something that's pretty cool. So um, you, uh, can you add some bass to my voice in the post production because I feel nasally still. I can try. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll see. You can start it from right here. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if I can separate my voice from your voice. I want to sound like, uh, John Coffey with the drink that's spelled differently. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, uh, The Green Mile. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that movie. Anyways. <laughs> um, so what are we talking today? So what we're talking today is a way for you as a note investor or someone who wants to get into the note space, understands real estate maybe, um, way for you to create notes to list on paper stack. So... The goal, of course, was things we talk about is it's always about the yield and trying to figure out a way to get in back into your numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you're wondering, how, well, how do I how do I create a note? You know, wh- what's the process? Where do I find? What am I looking for? What's a good place to find this stuff? And so, you know, Rick had shown me a strategy he's using and I find it fascinating because I'm like, wow, it's just you're not putting out bandit signs. You're not finding things or you're not doing a new construction, it's it's a totally different, and it's something that comes to your inbox, kind of like if you're a user. Let's so say we're talking real estate. It's real estate. We're talking, so yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a real estate-based and note-based podcast. So you're kind of gonna have everything working together. Right. So you gotta take like all, for me, all the disciplines. Um, I started buying distressed real estate. Um, I started as a wholesaler back in 2005. Right. And I did that for, uh, six years and got really good at buying discounted properties and so so break down the strategy we'll give them a high level and then we'll give them some so we're going to be doing it talking like this but we're also going to be recording what's on rick's screen so that you can understand what's on rick's screen and yeah Yeah, so it kind of all started with um I, i believe there's a little bit of a market anomaly going on right now that really um presents a huge opportunity. Is owner financing something new? No. Have I owner financed houses before this that I had to take back through foreclosure? Absolutely. Are there people out there teaching owner financing, the power of it? Mm-hmm. Shoot, I think Eddie Speed's been teaching it for 15 years. So it's nothing, it's not something that's new. What we're doing is a little bit unique because we're taking advantage of the market. Right, right now you have this, like I said, like it's an anomaly, it's this market condition where a lot of the cash buyers, a lot of the people who are doing fix and flips are holding their capital back. Mm. I'm not seeing as many people do it. And the reason for that is prices are falling a little bit. And people are, you know, I hear people say, well, no, prices aren't falling. I'm watching them fall. I'm seeing them fall. Uh, When wholesalers are dropping their prices, Prices are falling. Prices are falling. (laughs) It's just the way it is. And the reason for that is, is there's a couple of things. One, it's, it's harder to get lending. Yeah. Right. So, well, not harder to get lending. But the rates. Well, they've tightened a little bit, but the rates are up, so people can't afford as much house. So all of a sudden, that sweet spot of 
somebody could afford a five hundred thousand dollar house. Well, now they can't afford a five hundred thousand right. dollar house. They can only afford a three hundred thousand dollar house. Correct. But what does that do? Well, it means that the the people that were buying and fixing and flipping into that five hundred thousand dollar house range mm. now are holding their money back a little bit, mm. right? Or people who you know, had smaller incomes and they could buy a $250,000 house with a $1,200 payment or $1,300 payment. That's just not there. It's not available, mm -hmm. right? So those payments are, you know, $1,800 or $1,700, whatever, whatever the, whatever that number is. So what you're having is, I said it earlier, you have, you have wholesalers who are dropping their prices, Great. right? So they're out there doing all this marketing. Mm -hmm. And believe me, there is no shortage of wholesalers. <laughs> that is the easiest, lowest barrier of entry way to get into flipping real estate. And I don't hate it. I, I started there. Mm -hmm. uh, I started with a company that was a nationwide company that was doing it in 2005 before, before, you know, everybody was a wholesaler. There was, there was a few of them around, but most, you know, now it's, there's, there's just, they're everywhere. But you have wholesalers that are doing all this marketing and then they're getting these houses and they're used to buying houses at one price and selling them and they're making 20, 25 grand assignment fees. So they're making big fees. And when you have buyers who are throwing money down because it's easy to sell, it's not a problem. Right now you're running into a situation where wholesalers now can't sell their real estate. Mm -hmm. They can't, they can contract it, but they can't sell it. But they can't sell it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing stuff where I'm seeing the same house that's, you know, a $350,000 house get slashed on the price by 50 grand. Yeah. And it's and it's not all one chunk 50 grand slash. It's like, hey, price reduced uh, 15,000. Hey, another big price reduced 15,000. Hey, huge price reduced 20 grand. Right. It's just still happening and people aren't able to buy it. We're able to come in and capitalize negotiate a really lower, a much lower price with them. First off, mm -hmm. you can submit an offer. Seven months ago, you weren't submitting offers. You were trying to be first to the table with your deposit check. Now you can submit an offer to them and at least start negotiating and working with them. Um, pro tip, uh, they'll some, you'll see most wholesalers say buyer pays all closing costs, mm -hmm. right? That's just, that's on there. I'll agree to it most of the times because I've been on the other side of the equation. But I'll also say I'm putting a cap on it at 1100 bucks or 1500 bucks because it's a cash transaction. It shouldn't cost me more than 300 on my end. So I'll cover 700 to, you know, 11 $1,200 of your cost because I know you're a wholesaler. You're doing the marketing. I just look at it as a marketing expense because I've gone out and marketed for houses. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, okay, whatever. It's just a marketing expense. It's not a make it or break it deal. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're buying houses that are very clean, three to newer roof within the past 10 years, new AC within the past five years, stuff that I don't have to get in there and mess with. I don't Cosmetic not, rehab will be. Yeah, I'm not doing rehabs. I don't want to, I'm not even painting. I, yeah. If I can get out without painting, I want to do that. And then owner financing them to people mm -hmm. who, who, who can't get loans or who didn't know they could get loans or just not trying to do it and backing into our numbers at, um, you know, I try to keep it around rent, what the rents for the area is, but I'm requesting big, big ticket money down. So if a house down. is worth retail 220, I might sell it for 230 with, with 30 grand down or with 20 grand down. Mm -hmm. And there's people lining up to buy them, mm -hmm. which is great. And then I back into my, I back into my interest rate mm -hmm. through once I plug in, 
okay, this is what the loan amount will be. Here's what uh, the payment I'm targeting and here's the, the term. And then I'll you know run my BII and I'll say, okay, this is a 9.4% interest rate. Right. So a couple things with that. If you're originating it and you're planning on selling it, it's great because you can buy something, originate it, turn around and resell it. And it's a nine, you know, 9% interest rate loan. The borrower's got, you know, 10 or 15% down on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you originate it like you would originate a good owner finance note. Use an RMLO, loan app, make it look, smell, taste, and feel just like institutional paper or something that Bank of America would originate. But it's not. It's something you did. So that way you've got all the proper docs there, title insurance, mm-hmm. all that stuff, lenders policies, set all that stuff up. So it's a, it's a qualified loan. Then you can turn around and sell it and you can say, well, I can, what if I want to sell this at an 11% yield? What if I want to sell it at a 12% yield? And you can say, oh, I can make 30 or 40 grand in, you know, 60 days on a $130,000 investment. It's crazy. It's nuts. You can do it. It's crazy. Now, if you're looking at holding these. That's different. If you want to keep it, yeah. But imagine this, so you're running your calculations and you're figuring out, it's like, okay, I'm originating this, it's a $210,000 loan, it's at 9% or 9.4%. I bought it for 140, didn't have to do anything to it, you know, but I took in 20 grand. So now my basis, you know, maybe got some $3,000 in origination cost to set everything up. So, you know, 143 minus the 20, now you're into it for 123. Go ahead and plug in the 123 as the present value. Right. Plug in the principal and interest payment and the term mm-hmm. and see what it does to your, mm-hmm. your yield. Like we're talking 18s, 19s. That's crazy. It's in, it's really, really, really high. I mean, another thing that you uh, we haven't talked about but could be a really cool option is the fact of you're buying it at such a low level and you're say this, this is say 150, right? 150, you're able to sell it for 230 to somebody you're not doing rehab. So your closing cost was to say 5,000, whatever, whatever is, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff you might have to do. So whatever, so what, what is it, 150? So if you're at 155, you're at two, 230 or whatever, you can get 20% down. All that, you know, that's it, that delta rate there that you have there. Um, you could probably technically sell, you could take that 20 back and then you could sell your, your, what you're into it for as a partial with less term and technically just turn around, get the 20,000 and then do it again and then keep those for sure. Absolutely. You could sell a partial on it and start setting up, you know, 50 or $60,000. Yeah. You know, residuals at the end. Definitely. That's pretty cool. But uh, so the, the thing is too, that you want to make sure is that this is, I mean, you guess you could do it nationwide, but ideally when you're doing the real estate, you want to be able to view it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to drive to it. So yeah, for, for this play that we're running, as we started started out doing this, it was, it, it, you know, the anomaly became apparent. It's like, yeah, I'm, the area we're local to is Orlando, and I've just been buying in real estate here for almost 20 years. So I'm on, it seems like every wholesaler's list. Like every, I, I get properties, I've had properties sent to me ever since I got out, right? So since I stopped in, um, when did we stop? 2011 into 2011, 12. I've still been getting stuff. So for the past decade, I've been getting, everybody will still send me their deals. So I was always able to, you know, want to use that as a pulse on the market. 
Right. Because yes, you can look at the actives. Yes, you can look at the pendings. Yes, you can look at the solds. You can look at the price drops. But to see what's going on in the wholesale market is a big indicator for me of what's going on out there. That's right. So yeah, you can just start getting those those properties in and start um, backing into your numbers again. We're looking for three bedroom, two bath plus. One fifteen uh, below. Um, yeah, it just Roughly it just depends on the market. depends on the area. We started locally, uh, like I was saying. Uh, that's we talked about driving, and I got off track. We started looking areas locally because it was just I saw I saw a deal and. It was like, hey, let's I'll go check this thing out, and it was sitting there, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a this is a deal. It's like I could probably just buy this. It's super clean, newer roof, newer AC. I was like, yeah, I'll owner finance this one to somebody, and I can turn around and resell it. And consequently, the the tenant who was I was going to evict said they were interested in buying it, and um, I was like, all right, you know, how's your credit score? I'll give you, a, you know, happy to make a loan. This is the the down payment and they said well are you negotiable in the down payment i'm like not a lot <laughs> and they said well i'm going to try to do conventional financing you go to a bank i'm like okay and they, he had a 780 credit score and uh went and got financed so that one was kind of the first one out of the gates like well that worked out great but you know it, it didn't it's not it wasn't the play but since then it's you start buying them and doing as little work as possible if you have to do work it's important to have boots on the ground yeah. And I think that's kind of the thing. You're like, you sure. want to buy nationwide. I'm staying local right now to, you know, something within, within an hour drive. I've got a good group or a good a good guy. You know, everyone's got their guy. Um, and his he's got a crew that can knock stuff out at a reasonable price. He's trustworthy. And so I can I can kind of work there. As we start wanting more inventory, I get put more capital into play. At that point, I can start searching out. But again, I'll, it, it, you know, it's no different than buying notes. You got to focus on your area. You got to have boots on the ground. You got to build a team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for us venturing out, it's probably going to be something like going over to Tampa, St. Pete, mm -hmm. or moving over into Brevard County over on the East Coast, um, potentially Daytona, and then start looking at other areas like, you know, Palm Bay up to, uh, you know, you start looking up at uh, um, Jacksonville, maybe. And just just areas I'm familiar with. Gainesville is a big one. This is a great play for yeah. college towns, um, especially if you're you know you got some you got people that could put you know kids that could potentially going there. Um, if you can, that's just if you want to buy it and hold it because yeah, I mean, but you have you have the parents that are looking for something yeah. for their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's Do that, but I mean, yeah. So, so there's definitely opportunities there. So we talked about all the. House like the the big picture so where do they go to do this what would be the best thing to do like i mean first get on a number of wholesalers lists yeah wholesalers so if you're driving around and you see bandit signs um as is house for sale you know 180 if you see arv that's after repair value mm -hmm. that's a key you know that's an indicator that's a wholesaler call them up ask them what they got tell them what you're looking for don't have to tell them what you're doing just mm -hmm. tell them what you're looking for that's a quick way to do it. You know, searching Facebook Marketplace. I found a deal in Facebook Marketplace. You can search um, Craigslist is kind of a dying animal, but you can still, you know, you can maybe pull one out of there. And then there's a website called InvestorLift. Right. And InvestorLift is, is pretty unique because you can, um, it's a nationwide platform as you can see, we'll, we'll roll through it real quick. Nationwide platform that you can really dive down and see what's available. So I'll, I'll look in here um, in you know the Orlando area. Also, if you are familiar with PaperStack and our safe search process, 
Uh, there's a very similar thing. Uh, um, maybe not as granular as ours, but you can at least put in counties, cities, beds, baths. Right. Stuff like that. So I'm focusing, by the way, I'm focusing on like the 250,000 after repair value or less. Just because for me, I think the, the 20 grand down is a good number that people can come up with. And then that allows me to do something between 1500 to, you know, 1750 or 1950. Keep it under that two grand mark. And, you know, that will kick me off. Uh, usually it's coming in 9%. And so if I want to do like a seven and a half or eight percent, you can do that. You just got to understand that if investors are looking for an 11 percent yield, yeah. you're going to have to take a bigger discount. Yeah. So um, let's look at that first one. Uh, this one here is four two. This is a four two. I know this area pretty well. This neighborhood is a little bit rough, but we'll just look at the house. We won't look at the numbers. The house. Um, yeah, I looked at this one. Has some flooring issues. Yeah, it seems like it's got some flooring issues. Not terrible. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Okay, stainless steel appliances, kitchen don't look bad. And again, you're like, well, this place, place is a mess. Well, yeah, it's a mess, but you gotta understand that somebody who's getting a chance at home ownership that never would have that opportunity, they'll take on a little bit of an issue, right? No, I imagine these people wouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> I feel like they would take their stuff. Right, so this one, uh, yeah, the house not terrible. Um, the area, I mean, we'll see. They they usually give you some um, information here. This is a yeah. This is kind of a particular area. This is good. It's got a ten year old roof, six year old AC that falls within the parameters. AC is kind of on the edge there. Kitchen was updated five years ago, so not terrible. So this one's it's not it's not bad. It's just it's on that upper end of this area. Is um, you know rents are. It's a 4-2, so you might be able to rent it out to a, uh, a Section 8, or I'm sorry, owner finance it to an investor who's maybe only got 30 grand to play with, and they would uh, be able to cover their nut and everything with Section 8. And Section 8 is really big down here for a 4-2. In this area, you're probably getting close to 2200 Really well. Yeah, 2000 something like that. So another tip, though, if you're watching this, when you're clicking on these on these houses, a lot of times what the, the wholesaler will do is they have their own internal lists too. So it's good to click on the house, then click on the person. Yeah. Just get on the phone, call them up, talk to them, say, hey, look, this is exactly what my buy box is. When you have it, send it to me. Because what they're going to do first is it costs money for them to use the system, of course. And so what they want to do is they want to send it to the private list first. And that's like their hot list. That's their buyer's list. So you want to be on all the different buyer's lists mm -hmm. and then just that way. What's here is kind of not second picking, but it's... it's um. A lot of times they have an internal list they'll send to you first because they have to upload it here and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So let's see if we can find another one to kind of look at that would uh, kind of fall into the... I looked at this one right here. This one's pretty nice. Okay. It's, you know, it's a 3-1, not the not the 3-2 we're looking for, but um, let me look real quick and see what we got here. Uh, that That's one. that one with the crack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's got cracks in the uh, floor. That's got settlement. Settlement's an issue down here. We'll look at this one. So this definitely works. Um, you got 225, 80,000. The house cute. Roof looks like it's end of life. I don't know if they say anything about it. They don't. There's pictures coming soon. So I guess nothing really to... We're in a decent neighborhood. Neighborhood's like... decent. You know, a little pride of ownership here. So you gotta think that the house isn't that bad. So, uh, that, that, you know, that's kind of it. That's the way we... Uh, 
we've been working, the stuff we've been looking at. Really, it's all about getting in there, finding a house that's going to kind of work for you with the numbers and being able to back out of there. Yeah, you just need patience, that's all. Because they're, they're not there. I mean, they'll, they'll come, but it's, just, it's a very specific type of thing you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, and you can go back and you can look at, you know, you can change this up and let's go look what's another big area, you know, I don't know, Ohio. Let's go look at Ohio and see what Ohio looks like. You know, the Columbus area. So the, there's houses kind of really all over the place. Oh, um, yeah, Whitehall, I did a house there. Yeah, so definitely it, it really it really works in the Midwest quite well. Taxes are a little bit higher, but you can, the, the price points are a little cheaper also. So I guess that's it. I mean, yeah. Pretty much sums it up. We're gonna kind of make this into a something that you can kind of digest a little bit better. I'll put some links in the in the description. But uh, again, this is a, a unique strategy that Rick's come up with, or Rick's using. I'm sorry, it hasn't come up with. But uh, of course, it's uh, something we wanted to share with our user base. You get these notes, you get them under contract, you just get them seller finance, and you can hold them for a little bit if you want to season them. Then you can turn around, and put it on paper stack, list it at the yield now, which is a feature. You just put in the yield you want to list it at. We'll adjust the pricing for you. And done and done and flip your money go back and do it again so it's pretty much a gist but um if you have your own questions or topics you want us to cover of course you know the, the thing to do leave us a comment and uh we look forward to seeing you on the next uh episode yeah yeah so that's it take care see ya